Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. And welcome to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley with Chris Unocero. Wait for the Missouri Tigers game to come on. It should come on down. Kentucky just knocked off Western Kentucky. Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri Army. Army, uh, what, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Missouri. Great running team, second-best in the country. Missouri obviously struggled against the run this year. But I do know Connor Basilak's not starting, but we'll dress out, but we'll keep you updated on the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Missouri going against Army. Good evening, Chris. How's it going, man? I'm just ready for I love bowl games. I love bowl season. I like <laughs> yeah, being I know, able to flip right? my TV on and watch games. We had the NFL on Monday and Tuesday, so it was NFL Maction, baby. It was NFL Maction. We had games on, a lot of games. So, Because you know what? Here's the thing. I told Fesco when I was in with him yesterday. Football is precious, man. Enjoy it. Because you know what? In a month or so, once the Super Bowl's done, you know, in February, we're done, man. We're done. Like, enjoy it while we got it. Like, enjoy these bowl games. Enjoy the NFL. Because, you know what? There's going to be a time when it's... Back to staring at walls. You know, that's the reason why football is so popular, because we don't get it for very long. And so there's always this big lead up to it because we get little bits of football throughout the throughout the uh, most of the year. And then at the very end, that's when we get it all at once. So, yeah, that's, that's the reason why we value it so much. We definitely look forward to this game and others will keep you posted on what's going on in this game. As I mentioned, the Chiefs injury report was on with Pete there at the beginning of Arrowhead Pride Radio. Uh it's a weird injury report for the Chiefs because only two guys are on it. Ben Neiman, Andrew Wiley. Obviously, there's a reason for this because a lot of guys are off or out because of COVID, and you can't put them on the injury list. Uh, both Neiman and Wiley, full participants, they will need both probably on Sunday. Dalton Schoen, the Blue Valley Northwest grad, has been re-signed to the Chiefs practice squad as the Chiefs practice squad has taken hits as well. Uh, three guys on the COVID list from the practice squad. So Paul Adams, the tackle from Mizzou, also signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an ever-changing situation, Chris, that changes every minute. 12 guys on the Chiefs' COVID list now on the active roster. Two of them fell off today, which is good news. Willie Gay, Josh Gordon, back. And the best news is you can't test them again for three months. So so they're back. And that's one thing that's a silver lining with these guys that are on. And I know getting this is not a good thing at all. But I'm saying once they get off of it, and if they don't have symptoms, which a lot of them don't, um, guess what? 90 days, boom, they're cleared through the Super Bowl, not testing. I, I think the most interesting part about this, I was, I was 
watching a little bit of that that Kentucky game you uh, brought up here just a minute ago, and on the bottom line on ESPN, they had the you know they're previewing the NFL games, and they had the the Steelers Chiefs, and it's a seven and a half point line even though you've got all these players on the COVID list. And it's just, it's it's funny that we've looked at this team all year long and with all of those great weapons, with their defense playing well, a lot of people still have tried to make this case that the Chiefs are broken and the Chiefs are vulnerable, but Vegas seems pretty bullish on them uh, even though the, the Steelers are, are like a old heavyweight boxer who has no punch power left, but still pretty good on the defensive side. Uh, there's still is that there's still a team that is respectable and can beat the chiefs. If the chiefs don't bring their a game or if the Chiefs struggle offensively, cause they're missing their two best weapons, but still Vegas is giving the chief. They're saying the chiefs right now are seven and a half points better than the Steelers. So that, I, I find that really interesting going into this game, how there really isn't that consensus of uh, the, the Steelers really being on the same level as the chiefs, even without their best players on offense. Yeah, so here's, here's the COVID list. It's 12 now, as I mentioned, Gay and, and Gordon off of it. Chris Jones still on it. Butker's still on it. Kelsey Hill, Fenton, Blake Bell, Severius Ward, Dick Bolton, Kyle Long, Lucas Niang, Armani Watts, Mike Rimmers. He's on the IR, but he did go on the COVID list today. Wasn't going to play anyway on the practice squad. Garrick Dieter, Darius Harris, Therese Fountain. By the way, the Steelers have five guys on the COVID list, as it is now. It's three more guys going to put on the list today, including uh, Devin Bush. Outstanding linebacker, 66 tackles this year, a couple tackles for loss, a couple sacks on the season. So that, that that's the bad news, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, every day somebody's going to go off the list, and hopefully nobody goes back on the list. But also, Chris, Chiefs Pro Bowlers were selected tonight as the Pro Bowl went down tonight. Again, there's a lot of things going on tonight, man. Uh, here's the 2022 uh, Chiefs uh, Pro Bowlers. Um Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, and Orlando Brown, your 2022 Pro Bowlers. But there's also eight players selected as alternates to the 2022 Pro Bowl. Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, which really sucks because Creed Humphrey was actually (laughs) the leading vote-getter for centers in the National Football League. Coaches and players have a vote, too. I don't think they know who he is yet. They haven't watched Cody Ingold's video. But I'll say he's the highest-graded center in the National Football League, regardless of rookie but anyway, he's an alternate. Tommy Townsend, uh, Michael Burton, Severus Ward, Harrison Butker, and Trey Smith is an alternate to the Pro Bowler. Uh, so, eh, Chiefs do get their Pro Bowl love. I think Creed Humphrey got got jobbed here because, hey, he was the uh, leading vote getter as well. You got four guys. Think about it now. A year ago, you wouldn't have put anybody from the Chiefs' offensive line anywhere near the Pro Bowl, and now you got four guys who either voted in or, or put in as alternates. Like that's pretty impressive. And, and, you know, granted there were some questions about the defense early on and people were pretty mad because you're like, Oh, well, why didn't you get another wide receiver? What about the defense? Uh, while the offensive line was, was out there performing well, but, but now you, you look at the fruits of Veach's labor and you're like, okay, it, it looks like he did pretty good, especially in the draft where he went out and, and drafted two guys who are now pro bowl alternate alternates. By the way, the quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl are Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the AFC, NFC, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray. But here's the thing. The Super Bowl participants don't go. Yeah, let's hope they don't make but it. But here's the other thing, too. It's in, <laughs> the Pro Bowl's in Vegas. It's the mm-hmm. week before the Super Bowl. Now, here's the deal. COVID's running rampant. 
you know, the media's doing Zoom calls now, and teams are – well, we got bowl teams, and we'll get to the, the college football because they've had a mess too. The bowl games, like, like Texas A&M, they dropped out of the Gator Bowl because they're having the COVID problems. Now, here's the thing with Vegas. Remember they were supposed to get the draft the year we had COVID. They didn't get to do the draft. It was a virtual draft. So they didn't get to do it in 2020. Can you imagine if they lose the Pro Bowl this year, if they just go virtual like they did last year? And so Vegas Vegas is getting the draft again uh, this season. So they're getting their recouping on that action. And they're getting a Super Bowl in 2024, so I don't know if they're going to complain too much. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to complain about not not too much about not having the Pro Bowl because of COVID. <laughs> the Pro Bowl is just not what it was when it was in Hawaii and like the top players wanted to play in it. Like I, to be honest, I think with COVID now, like a lot of the players might just opt to not do it. They might just say, yeah, I don't want to go out there and risk it. And then we might see like younger players get in. So we'll see. They will keep you updated on the uh, pro bowl, how it's working out, but the alternates work. Trey Smith did make an alternate Creed Humphrey. I think got job because <laughs> like he's truly worthy. Cause he's elite. Well, first of all, he led all centers in votes yeah. for the pro bowl and he's the highest graded as well. I know that the, the Pro Bowl voting counts with third of fans, players, and coaches. And he's not in that club yet, Chris. You got to be in the club, and then you start getting the votes and the players and coaches. Yeah, I mean, it's a popularity contest. So. 100%. <laughs> you know. Once you're I in mean, the club. If you remember a few years ago when Yao Ming, who is who's did, wasn't playing because he had terrible ankles and kept getting microfractures, but somehow he was voted into the NBA All-Star game. Uh, at the back end of his career. Like, that's just how these these all-star games, Pro Bowls, they work, is now it's just a popularity contest. So, and and really, credit the Chiefs, and obviously us too, we, we, we played a big part in that, for the marketing for Creed, because you don't really hear, like, I'd say this, I didn't hear about Quentin Nelson for the Colts until I saw him on the NFL Top 100. Like, that's... The, the kind yeah, he's of the best lineman in football. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying it's like you don't hear about offensive linemen unless they get their name published on like the Pro Bowl or they're on the NFL Top 100 or they get like a list on All Pro. And like that's the, the kind of situation that linemen are is like you're really kind of unsung for, for much of your career. So it's really impressive that Creed is in this situation as a rookie because you don't see offensive linemen get into this position this early where they're getting recognition for their work. Usually it takes a few years for guys to get around. It takes you getting on the NFL top 100, getting all pro, something like that. So for him to be on this list already shows that he's got some popularity and some cachet right now. Yeah, and for Trey Smith to be on the list too. I mean, that's- Yeah, Trey too. And and I, I love Trey. <laughs> the, the just – the way that he talked in the offseason, like you, you couldn't love that guy. Yeah, it was good stuff. And here's the thing, too, Chris. You could not love that guy. Well, here's was... the thing, too, though. I mean, you know, Brett Veach has got a lot of crap for his drafts. I heard a lot of it early yeah. in the season. Oh, a lot we, of oh, it. We the all heard it. full of it. We all heard Hot it, Hot takes are running rampant. <laughs> because they keep bringing up Breedland Speaks in the second round. But yeah. you can't. And, and Tano passing, you know. The thing is, you can't do that, which, by the way, I wanted Cooper Cup that year. But regardless, yeah, me too. he's having a pretty good year, too, by the way. Yeah, um, pretty good. But here's the bottom line. If you're sitting here in the second round and you drafted Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, the top-graded center in the NFL, forget about the Pro Bowl, who cares about that? I'm just saying in real terms, he's the best center. And you have Nick Bolton, who's the only player in the National Football League that's got over 100 tackles and at least uh, 10 tackles for loss. He's sitting with 11 there now. He leads the Chiefs by 37 tackles. 
even though he got a lot of playing time this last week, but had been in the 40s and 30s, you know, a couple weeks before that. But he leads the Chiefs by 37 tackles, has 11 tackles for losses, ended up with 11. The closest to him is Jerry Esteen and Chris Jones, tied with uh, five each or six each. So he's got a five uh, tackles for losses on them. Second rounders, Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey, which, Chris, I, I, I consider the draft this year the toughest in NFL history. And why do I say that? Is that a hot take? No, I don't think that's a hot take at all. That's because, well, they didn't have a combine. So, of course, it was probably the toughest we've ever seen. Oh, I, you're talking about, oh, yeah, 20. I thought you were talking about next year's draft. Yes, this year's draft was absolutely toughest. Tons of players opted out. Tons of players only got to play a few games because of the scheduling mishaps of, like, the the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So, you, you you didn't really get to see very many, like Justin Fields. You only got to see what five regular season games of him. And then he played in the college football playoffs. So it's like, it, it, it was so hard evaluating talent. And the fact that the chiefs were able to get what, what is it? Three guys out of this draft class that are immediately traced the six rounder to yeah. be a pro bowl alternate for. Yeah. Season. But I think we, once we all did our research on Trey, we knew that he was, uh, undervalued in the draft, but it's like it's amazing. He already had the, he still had the draft hats at his house. Because yeah, oh yeah, he's pissed. <laughs> he's pissed about it. And I, I like that, and I like that in a guy to be pissed about it. So it's just like it's amazing that Veach was able to capitalize on it and was able to find so much value outside of the first round. Here's the uh, starters: Justin Herbert is the starter in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, number two, a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, backup as well. Starting running back is Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Joe Mixon going as well. The wide receivers, the two starters, Tyreek Hill. How about this rookie, Jamar Chase, out of LSU? I knew that'd be a great combination with his quarterback, Joe Burrow. They only had 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns at LSU. Uh, Jamar's last year, perfect combination. The tight ends, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. Andrews gets the start. Mark Andrews this year, 85 catches, 1,062 yards, eight touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 83 catches, 1,066 yards. Seven touchdowns. So Andrews, one more touchdown. Travis Kelsey with four more yards. Andrews with 12.5 average. Travis Kelsey, 12.8. Travis Kelsey gets him in a lot of these in in the different categories. But So Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey going. But Andrews is the starter in the Pro Bowl. Um, As far as uh, offensive tackles, Rashawn Slater, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown, a starter uh, in the Pro Bowl. Deion Dawkins from Buffalo, the other one. The guards, Quentin Nelson, Joel Batonio, and Wyatt Teller. Again, two Cleveland Browns here, Batonio and Teller. The center, Corey Lindsey. Lindsley, who went to the Chargers, free agent, was with the Packers last year. Ryan Kelly with the Colts. The fullback is um, uh, Patrick Ricard, Richard of the Baltimore Ravens. So that's the starters there. So the Chiefs, eh, they got some starters mixed up. Defensive ends, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby of the Raiders. Uh, interior lineman, Chris Jones is a starter in the Pro Bowl at that with DeForest Buckner. Uh, so another starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Outside linebackers, of course, T.J. Watt and Joey Bosa. Cornerbacks, Chiefs don't have anybody there. Free safety, nobody there. Strong safety. Uh, Derwin James gets the start. Tyron Matthew backs him up. But that's the uh, 2000, well, it's 22 Pro Bowls will be played in a week before the Super Bowl. You hope no. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chiefs are in it, though. You hope they just take that in the Wikipedia page and put on pro. Yeah, yeah. But all pro is the one that counts. Like all pro yes. is the one that counts. Yes. Because I've seen guys make all pro and not the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with Midge. Like, it, I, if I were a player, I would care more about all pro than the Pro Bowl. I, 100%. I, I don't care. Most guys it. don't even want to play in this anyway. And with, yeah. with all this testing and everything going on, who knows if they're going to play it? Yeah, like, these guys might not want to Patrick Mahomes played in. He played in the 2018 Pro Bowl. Yeah, by the time of the season, is a lot of these guys like I don't want to be tested like daily anymore. Yeah. So no, I'm yeah. not going. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I just don't think that there a lot. I think a lot of star players are going to opt out of it for for this coming Pro Bowl. Coming up next, a stat about the Chiefs that'll make you go, hmm. We discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big and Nine, Jay Binkley. Chris Unocero just went over the Pro Bowl list. Mahomes in the Pro Bowl, not starting. Justin Herbert is. Tyreek Hill is starting in the Pro Bowl with Jamar Chase. Travis Kelsey's in the Pro Bowl, not starting, though. Mark Andrews is starting there. Orlando Brown starting at tackle with Rashawn Slater. So the rookie gets the nod, plus Orlando Brown. And then uh, the other starters, Chris Jones, starting at defensive tackle. Interior lineman with DeForest Buckner. Starting strong safety, Derwin James, but it's Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, backing in, um, him up. The Chiefs did have some alternates in the Pro Bowl as well. Creed Humphrey was listed as an alter, alternate, which is kind of comical considering he was the top vote-getter out of all centers in the National Football League. But, of course, there's coaches and players' votes as well as they divided up. Top-graded center in the National Football League as well. But eight players selected as alternates to the Pro Bowl. Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Frank Clark, Tommy Townsend, Michael Burton, Chavarius Ward, Harrison Butker, and Trey Smith for the Chiefs. And again, it's the Pro Bowl, not not the uh, the all-pro list, which that's really the only one that matters. That uh, Quite honest with you, that's the only one that does. But the stat, Chris, that's, uh, that's out there that I think is really interesting for the Kansas City Chiefs, because you've heard a lot about this offense. We've all seen this offense struggle at times and stall out, and, and it hasn't looked good. Obviously, turnovers make a huge difference with this football team. They're plus-minus right now, by the way, zero. So they're just right there even, 16th in the NFL. And as far as giveaways, yeah, that's been rough for the Chiefs. Takeaways, they're fifth in the NFL. They've got 25 takeaways, which puts them at 25th in the National Football League. But they're at zero now. Because they've evened out, evened out the giveaways and takeaways at 25. But the stat that I don't think a lot of people realize 
And I think it's I, I, it's a real stat. I, I like it, Chris. It's not like I'm going zip war or anything else on you here. Points per drive. Points per drive. And what do you think the Kansas City Chiefs right now? Because this is really an efficiency type of uh, – uh, of of stat, Chris, because it's how many when you, how many drives you have, then how many points per drive when you divide it by it. It's, Pro Football Reference keeps this. I know you saw a lot of this with the Chiefs earlier this season. They were over three points a drive, meaning they maximize the most out of their drives. Do you care to care to take a de- guess where the Kansas City Chiefs are? Well, it's not fair because I know the number. I didn't have to guess. It's it's second in the league. I've followed points per drive. Pretty much all year long, especially after the the Washington game, because this team, it, people were complaining about the offense, but the team is incredibly efficient with the ball, even though they you know they turn it over and whatnot. They're incredibly efficient when they do get into scoring range, and that's the reason why you still got to believe in this offense, even if it's not sexy. The name of the game is to put up points. Yeah. The name of the game of football is how many points you can score. And let's be honest, the Kansas City Chiefs being second in the National Football League in points per drive. Actually, they're not second anymore, Chris. I take that back. They were second yesterday. They're now first. First in the NFL at 2.6 points per drive. So they're first. The Chargers second at 2.59. Now, if you want to know how many drives the Chiefs have had, they've had 141, which is tied for the fewest with the Green Bay Packers, both at 141. Now, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, who's currently the MVP favorite, Average 2.46 points per drive with the Chiefs at 2.60. So the Kansas City Chiefs are the most efficient offense by scoring points per drive. And I get it. When the Chiefs are giving the ball away all those times, does do matter. Took points off the board. I mean, you go back a few games ago against the Cowboys. They missed a field goal with Harrison Butker. And then you take away that extra point as well. That's four. And then the touchdown you could have had when it bounced off of Kelsey down at the Dallas 37-yard line and becomes an interception. But oftentimes, I think, Chris, we watch people watch the Chiefs, and that's where you make your assumptions because you expect them to be greater. And then you're not watching, like, the Buccaneers last week. They, current, they had the highest points per drive going into that game where they lost the Saints. That was the highest-scoring team in the National Football League. They got shut out, shut out by a 6-7 and seven football team, which it would have been holy hell here if the Chiefs would have been shut out by a division rival at home. I mean, it would have been holy hell, Chris. The text line would have been full of fire everybody, like basically you guys have done the whole year. You want every coach fired. You want Mahomes bench. You want a whole bunch of stuff all season long. But the nuts and bolts of it, the Chiefs, the most efficient offense in the NFL. Scoring-wise, they're scoring 27.5 points a game. That is 1.8 off the total, the highest number in the NFL. So 1.8 points per game off the top mark in the National Football League. As it sits now, they're sixth in the NFL in points. Now, if you want to go total offense, they're third in the NFL in total offense, averaging 397 yards a game. Second in pass offense, 287.4, 19th in run offense. So your passing offense with Patrick Mahomes is second. Now, I know you have your hot takes and your feelings about the Chiefs offense and what they've done. Just telling you what the facts are, they're right now the most efficient offense in the NFL. Think that number surprised some people, Chris? Because I I see the text line and everything, and I get it where a whole lot of people aren't watching other games because there's a whole lot of struggling, a whole lot of teams on the struggle bus trying to score points in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, and and I've been saying this all year long. It's like 
The problem is that the Chiefs aren't winning with offense the way that they were before, where you saw all the big plays. You saw Tyreek Hill break in for 60-yard touchdowns. Like, we're used to the Chiefs being able to use their passing game to score in five plays, 75 yards, no problem. That's what we're used to. A lot of people aren't used to the Chiefs having to dink and dunk, having to take their time, or at least they think they're not used to seeing it. I, I talked about this last week when I filled in for you on on uh, on Friday that the Chiefs have been doing this for a while now. They just haven't done it all the time. Like when they get into late uh, season, they generally slow their offense down. If you look at their points per game right now and compare it to what it was in 2019, what it was in, in, 20, uh, in 2020, it's similar. They're averaging like 28 a game right now. And, and if you look at what they did last year, it was 29 a game. Uh, if you look at the the final stretch in 2019, no team, it was like, by the way, is over 30 yeah, points. A game. Nobody's no, over 30. Team. So we're not getting the offense like we saw in 2018 with the Chiefs. And if you look at during that, that six game win streak, the Chiefs had to end the season in 2019. They averaged 24 points per game. Nobody was talking about the offense being broken going into the playoffs when the Chiefs were scoring 24 points per game and the final six games to end the season. But yeah, last year with the year they won the Super Bowl, Chris, yeah. but to stop you, there were 28.2 points a game. Exactly. Like and right now year. they're 27 and a half. Yeah. 0. 0.7 off what they were when they won the Super Bowl. And like, and not only that, but like, if you look at where the defense is playing, like the defense right now is like 13 a game, I believe. And if you look at where the defense was uh, when they won the Super Bowl, those final six games, 11 points per game. So they right now they're playing very similar to the team that we saw two years ago win the Super Bowl. And it's it's also really nice because they don't have the competition in the AFC like they had then. Because remember, two years ago you had the you had the uh, the Ravens that everyone was worried about, and that team turned out to be fraudulent because they got upset in the playoffs. Uh, you just look at this team now, and it's like because they're not doing the big play offense that they that we're used to seeing. That's why people are saying this offense isn't good. But I'm gonna tell you this right now: if you look at the numbers, they're basically the the same, they're just having to win differently. The turnovers have made the biggest difference because without yeah. those, they'd probably be a little, well, they would be ahead because you go back to the Dallas game, 37-yard line of Dallas. That's one of those bounce-off interceptions have. Following week against the Broncos down to the 32-yard line of the Broncos, one of the bounce-off interceptions. They gave the Ravens the ball at their own, what, 34-yard line? Yeah. Could have kicked a game-winning field goal there. The turnovers have been crucial for this team. Or they'd be probably ahead of where they were in 2019. You, they yeah, would you, be ahead of where they were in 2019. Probably, I mean, do you think they'd be like 12 or 13 wins right now instead of 10? Like they, you could you could very easily give them the Chargers and the and the Ravens game, and I think you could make a case for the Bills game too, even though they they, they got their asses whooped. But you could still four turnovers. You got the you got the uh, you got the turnover on downs. I think you could give them that 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 Bills game probably if they don't have the turnovers, especially because one of those turnovers was a pick six. Yeah, I, I think you could give them that and we could be talking about a 15 win. I mean, a 13 win team right now. And they are very much in the driver's seat in the in the, in the AFC as opposed to uh, just kind of hanging on right now because other teams are faltering. I would say you look at these numbers. and It's like, well, the two things annoy me the most. The offense is terrible at socks. Well, stats would say it doesn't. And two, Brett Veach can't draft. Because yeah. the, whole, the whole Creed Humphrey movement, a lot of people are on the Creed Humphrey movement, second rounder. And before, everybody was saying Veach can't draft in the second round. And now that we're touting Creed Humphrey. Well, what is it? What is it? Can they draft the second round? This draft was very good for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
despite, as I said, the worst draft in history because you don't have the combine. You only had conference games teams are playing. They weren't playing non-conference games because of COVID, and some guys opted out, and they didn't get a lot of the medical reports to the actual day of the draft, which made it extremely frustrating. It's why a big reason why Trey Smith fell. Legereus Sneed the year before, fourth rounder, you redo it, he's a first-round pick. Yeah, so you got to in, in Tyreek Hill. I mean, again, that was a John Dorsey pick. But again, when you get these mid round guys and then they can perform better, you have to take a look at they're doing it. Not only that, how big was the Melvin Ingram the Kansas City move? You know what? That didn't happen by magic. The Chiefs didn't stamp their fingers in Melvin Ingram. No, it was a six round pick that uh, Brett Beach got the trade for. Also, Stravarius Ward, starting corner cornerback for this team, was traded under Brett Beach for Parker Anger, the former lineman to the Cowboys. Guess where Parker is? He's on the practice squad of the Detroit Lions. Shavarius Ward, trade one for Brett Beach in that situation. So it's about the contract to trade. Oh, Darrell Williams, you like Darrell Williams? Undrafted find by Brett Beach. Yeah. Legarius Sneed as well. That was another big, big pick by Byron uh, Pringle. Undrafted find by Brett Beach. Again, yeah. we get starters and guys that have significant playing time, they were picked up. Undrafted free agents by Brett Veach. Juan Thornhill, Willie Gay, like key playmakers on the defense. Those are guys that Veach brought in. So, I mean, I, I understand that he hasn't gone oh, out. Oh, and he's got and, a Super Bowl ring, too. Exactly. He's got a Super Bowl ring, and he went back to they went back to another one last year. Like, I, I understand people want, like, the sexy guy, the first-round guy that's just, like, the Micah Parsons-type player. I understand that. But the Cowboys ain't a real – they're not a real t- contender. Like, that's a team that you can get it right in the first round and then you don't get it right the rest of the draft. You know, it's like – and, and they, you know, they got they got Trevon Diggs too, and he's he's awesome. You know, he's – I mean, it's him or – I think it's probably him above Sertan is the best uh, – as probably the defensive rookie of the year. But, uh, I mean, right now, like – Parsons the, at the – you know, Parsons, rookie, Parsons, Parsons, yeah, Parsons, yep. and then I, I would put – I would put uh, – I'd put Diggs and then, I, and then I'd have Sertan. But, like, they've got – like you, you see all these teams making these sexy picks, but they don't get that that full draft full of players that are impact guys. But the Chiefs are looking at second, third, fourth round and finding value there, and they are actually doing that. So I, I understand why people would be down when the team's losing and the defense looks bad. But now that the defense looks great again, we can't complain about Veach. Just can't because he's brought in a lot of guys for this team. No, but I hear it. I, I hear it from you know, these friends I have that watch the game, right? They'll complain about you know the the, the uh, Breedland Speaks pick, but then in the same breath, talk up Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Well, they're both sick around picks. And, I mean, <laughs> make I up mean, your mind. And how Bolton, many, you talking Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey in the second round? That was a home freaking run. You got Creed Humphrey, the top rated center in the National Football League. You got the only player in the National Football League with over 100 tackles and 10 tackles for loss in the same damn round. And he called it. He said the second, third round were going to be the hot zones. And they were. He totally nailed the second round this year in the NFL draft. And I don't think he gets credit for it. No. He's still living off the picks that don't work yeah. instead of we're celebrating the picks that actually worked. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. You remember, it was like with, with Carl Peterson. People was like the to complain manager. more than they like to give like praise. You, yeah, that's what it's, I think. It's, it's like, the old restaurant moniker, one hundred percent with football. Because if you don't like your restaurant, you're going to be complaining about it, putting bad reviews on Yelp, you name it. But if you like it, I doubt you go do it. Yeah, it was. It was like when Carl Peterson was here. Like no one wanted to give him credit for the great moves that he made, the great players he brought in. Now you could criticize him for the quarterback situation because he very much failed. Him choosing Gerbach over Rich Cannon was a terrible decision, and it really pretend it could have cost the Chiefs a, a chance to go to a Super Bowl. So I, I I certainly agree with that criticism of him. But he was a very good general 
general manager that helped build this franchise to a point where we could be proud of this team. And yet you'll hear people complain about how he, how bad he was a general manager with certain moves and whatnot. You know, they, they drafted absolutely terribly for the most part during the Vermeil years, but you know, he, built a winning culture here, and they had a lot of success here, a lot more success than they had had since Stram was here. So I, I think that's kind of how fans are. You, you remember the bad times when the good times just because it's easier to do that because usually there's a lot more of them. So anyway, six Chiefs to the Pro Bowl. Only the Colts had more uh, with seven Pro Bowlers this year. Uh, college football, we got Missouri and Army in action now. And you think the NFL COVID rules are kind of wild right now? Yeah. Check out some college football. Some interesting stuff next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Kristen Ocero. The zoo leads Army 10 to nothing in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Um, Army. They've ran for 54 yards. Missouri, again, 124th uh, worst uh, run defense in the National Football League. They actually got better the last three or four games. They were on. Uh, they were dead last for a lot of the season. But uh, Missouri up, obviously, Tyler Beatty not playing in this game. Brady Cook, uh, 6 to 7, 48 yards starting. It's like almost half their team's out. Like, Bazelag's out. <laughs> like, there's so many players that are out. Well, supposedly he's still dressed out. I, I don't know, but uh, Sam Horn, the, the uh, rookie, next, or the freshman, not rookie, freshman from Georgia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Georgia uh, recruiting class will probably be the go-to guy uh, next year for the Missouri Tigers. But college football has their rules as well, Chris. We've already seen, uh, we saw Texas A&M 
bow out of the Gator Bowl. Yes, the team that beat Alabama this year, they weren't in the playoffs, and this is how much they value bowl games. He said, no, they, they were down like 13 scholarship players on defense, 38 total scholarship players that didn't have COVID. It's a COVID deal. And Alabama, two assistants, uh, Doug Marone and Bill O'Brien, the former NFL coaches on Alabama staff, they, they're in protocols right now as well. But we're seeing college football be affected with this. The teams get the bowl games in, good for them because they get their payout. Or there's $5 million payout for the Gator Bowl. So they're looking for other teams maybe to replace, and they're going to have to dip down to the five and seven teams. I'd like to see in Kansas college football because well, if it gets down to that point, <laughs> I want to see Kansas get a bowl game. And last so year, celebrate. last they year win. they tried to talk teams like BYU into playing twice, like playing two bowl games. Yeah, they tried to convince teams uh, to do that. But here's the new here's the new rules: the Fiesta and Peach Bowl that are in the New Year's Six, but not in the playoff rotation. Uh, ESPN shall attempt to identify an alternative date for the game with uh, within one week of the scheduled date. So if they can find it to go within the week, if if they need to move the game. Because, again, we're seeing NFL games get moved. This is theirs. Now, the playoff semifinals are interesting. Those, Chris, are next Friday night. And it's the Cotton and the Orange Bowl. If both teams are unavailable to play in one semifinal, the semifinal game would be declared no contest, and the team winning the other semifinal game would be declared national champions. But that's, I doubt that's going to happen because some team's going to find a way to, to still be in there because they don't want to take that L. I mean, do you really think that like ESPN would allow this to happen? They'll allow these important games. I, I don't see if this what this is the rules though. So I understand it's the rules, but do you think ESPN is not going to put their foot down and say, "Hey, dog, y'all not about to do this to us just because these players, these teams didn't handle COVID"? Right? Well, as far as the playoff semifinals, again, the Cotton and Orange Bowl. If three teams are unavailable to play. The semifinal game in which the the two teams are unable to play would be declared no contest. In the other semifinal game, the team unable to play shall forfeit the game and would be crowned national champion. So you'd get your national champion without even playing a game. This is this is at the semifinal level. Now the national title game is January 10th. The latest that can be played, Chris, no later than January 14th. So they're not going to drag this on with these kids. Again, they're college kids. They're not going to drag it on with them, even though they're paid now. If one team is able to play and the other is not, the game cannot be rescheduled, rescheduled, cannot be played, then the team unable to play shall forfeit the game and the other team gets the national title. Now, if both of them can't play in the title game, Chris, no contest and college football national championship would be forfeited for the season. Now, I doubt this happens. Because I think teams are going to be paying attention. Like, oh, man, they don't have enough guys to play. Like, they will go out there with at least 22 players that you have to have 11 on offense and defense just to say, hey, we're good to go, just to claim the national title. Like, it's going to be an arms race at the end. No team's going to bow out because I think they're going to play chicken with the other team. I mean, let's be honest here. There's no way this happens. I do. I, 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 do I don't see it either. Be- they put the rules out there, but I don't see it happening like, either. Like, not even just because they put the not even if they you know even if they put the rules out there. There's a there's no way ESPN lets this happen. ESPN has paid billions of dollars for these damn bowl games. They're gonna get bowl games. It don't matter who is in the games. They're gonna get some damn bowl games. If I spend billions of dollars on something, I better get something for that money. So that's the first off. That's the first thing there. But the second thing is. If you were one of these schools and something crazy happens that's out of your control, you're going to look at it like, hey, dog, like we were flexible with our schedule last year. 
Why can't we be flexible with it now? Hey, maybe we can't use this specific venue because of whatever happens. We'll change the venue. But you're going to I – because, mean, look, doesn't, no team wants to be the COVID champions. No team wants to win because the other three schools uh, didn't play because of COVID. It'll problems. always come up. It'll always come up. Well, you only yeah. got it because Alabama and Georgia yeah. didn't That's play. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at the Lakers in the heat. Like, they were – Unless they, Bama wins it, then all of a sudden they're yeah, – they they go, hey, what are you saying? We win it all anyway. the time anyway. But, like, let's say Cincinnati wins. Like, Cincinnati can't hang a damn banner for the for win the national title because Alabama and Georgia – Oh, UCF would. <laughs> UCF would because they, they <laughs> pretended like they were national champions a few years ago, but if you're Cincy, you're like Luke Fickle ain't gonna let them put up a banner for winning a title they didn't work for. So it's like I, I just none of these teams want that to happen. ESPN don't want this to happen, and, and NCAA doesn't want it to happen because it would be embarrassing. So like I, I just don't think that this is ever going to be the case. They're gonna put this out there, but should worst case scenario happen, I get the feeling like I can't guarantee MT it, but I can almost guarantee it that they will be flexible and they'll change venues and push the date back so that we can get these games in. Because let's be honest here. Nobody is, is trying to go out here and celebrate the COVID champions. So I, I just don't think this is happening. This is going to happen. I, I, I hope not, but it's again, we're already in bowl season. We have bowl season going on right now. Army just scored a touchdown on Missouri. So it was 10 on Missouri, but again, these bowl games are fun, but again, once you've got the game in, that's good. Because now we're seeing a lot of problems with these teams with the with the wave of COVID going around now, and teams are shut down. But regardless, uh, by the way, Connor Bazelak is dressed uh, tonight, but not starting. It's Brady Cook. But uh, 10 to 6 now, pending extra point here from Army in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. But again, Chris, it's fun. We get college football playoffs next week. Again, crossing my fingers. I want to see these games play. Like, well, you knocked on wood. You didn't cross your fingers. I, there are cross. Look at them. I knocked on wood while crossing fingers. That's got to be lucky, right? I, I don't know. Just maybe keep cats away from I don't know. Me, right? Maybe it cancels that out. I don't know, Chris, but I'm just saying, man, what sucks is you're at the finish line. You know, you're at the, the football's at the finish line, man, and all this, this stuff's happening, and it sucks. It, it just sucks because I told I told Grant earlier this week on Sunday we're working. I remember the days of, you know, Chasing if somebody's quad's going to be okay or hamstring. Are they going to play in the game or not? Yeah. Like, those are the things you're worried about. Worried about that knee issue and, and now the, the COVID hamstring. thing could come out of the blue. It come out of the blue. Come out of nowhere. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of like, you know, like when we get the, the training camp injuries, somebody gets the, the terrible, like, torn ACL first week of camp. That's kind of what it is like with COVID now, especially late in the year. Because, like, these all of these games are really important. And, and you don't want to see players. I mean, I, I look, I understand, like, if let's say that this were to happen in the NFL and like the AFC championship game got pushed back because whoever the chief's opponent was, should the chief's host it, uh, got, well, had a COVID I'm curious what the NFL is going to yeah. do. And keep this in mind and too, I, with all the chiefs that are on the list, yeah. once you're on the list and you clear COVID, once you're over it, you're not tested again for 90 days. Right. But so I'm, all those guys like Kelsey Jones, Hill, all yeah. that won't be tested again. But like, my thing is like, if you like, let's say the opponent, of the chiefs, let's say it's the bills and let's say chiefs, bills, AFC championship game, bills have an outbreak and like if you're the NFL you want that game to happen as with as many of the best players as you possibly can you do not want the Chiefs beating the COVID ridden Bills 
You just don't want that. So something tells me that you would probably try to push the game back and do it on like a Wednesday or whatever, especially because the Super Bowl is still a week and a half away. You'll push it back to get the very best Bills team you can. And some Chiefs fans would be happy with that. I know personally I would not be happy with the Chiefs beating a COVID-ridden football team for the conference championship. I I want them to beat the best teams because I don't want any damn excuses at the end. Well, again, but I think I think everybody right now, look at the Cleveland Browns. They had 18 guys on the COVID list. They lose by a field goal to the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders almost they, lost to the Browns junior varsity team. But, but they would have been first place. That made a difference. Yeah. Like the Bills would have been out of the playoffs, except for next week. They obviously with the Bill with, yeah. the, with the Patriots be right back in it. But that game had big ramifications. Washington had what 15 guys on the COVID list. They lost last night. They would have been. They were the seventh seed heading in that game. We've already seen games really impacted by this stuff. Yeah, and late late season, these games count more, and so and that's the reason why like this Sunday's yeah. game with the Chiefs is really important because the Chiefs right now are in first, and if they lose and some teams win, they could lose that. Hold that thought because I know people want to call in because my text is blowing up by family members who's playing and who's not. Uh, so we need to take a quick break, very quick segment, but we'll get into this. We we'll always take your phone calls, 913-576-7610. And by the way, the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Um, check your stats, man. Again, Trayvon Diggs, he says Trayvon Diggs is a rookie. Sir, oh, ma'am. He said, he, said, he said it isn't. Or he or she said it isn't. No, it says Trayvon Diggs is a rookie. Yeah, but then there was two more. There was another one that says isn't. Because he's not a rookie. Yeah. So, so I got I got that wrong. Okay. No, I thought I didn't know you I said, said he was I said he's a rookie. Oh, he did you I missed yeah. that part. Yeah. Okay. Well you know better than that. I didn't know. I he thought he was Bama. a rookie. Let's go. <laughs> I thought he was a rookie. <laughs> we we talk about this and update uh, some more of the Kansas City Chiefs news next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bacon Night, Jay Binkley, Kristen of Sarah, Mizzou, 10 Army, 7 in the uh, second quarter now at the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. By the way, Chris, there's a tweet by the NFL. Greg Rosenthal did it right. Top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Rodgers, Brady, Murray, Herbert, Stafford, Burrow, Allen, Ben Mahomes, Derek Carr. All right, back Prescott. Whoa, Derek Carr right behind Mahomes? Right behind him. His right <laughs> stuff is comical, as I mentioned. What? What team? What team? Has he watched Derek Carr? What team's the number one seed in the AFC? It's Chiefs. Who's the quarterback? Mahomes. Who's top? Wait, read that list again. <laughs> who's two, who's top five in QBR in the NFL? Top five. Who's top five? Rogers, Herbert, Stafford, Brady, Mahomes. So Mahomes is I better mean, QBR. I don't, I don't care about. He's QBR. one of four quarterbacks over four thousand yards passing this season, and like he didn't get the love. And I mentioned, don't Greg and other people do stats. Don't mention the fact that Chiefs have the fewest drives in the NFL. Don't mention the fact they average more points per drive than any other team in the National Football League. Why? Mahomes is a big part of this. Oh, and by the way, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are both killing it in yards and receptions in the NFL. How do you think the ball gets to them? Kenny? Boy, read that list back to me. I gotta, I gotta see how many people like put ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Rogers, Brady, Murray, Herbert, Kyler Murray. He's really <laughs> struggling with Herbert Stafford, Burrow, Allen. Whoa, Matt Stafford. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Oh, get the hell out of here! I, I, want, say, by I, was to, I was about to drop the f bomb on the by air. My performance, 2021. It's what is a couple of these guys may not even make the playoffs. What they might not even. There's no Joe guarantee. Burrow? There's no guarantee the Bills with Josh Allen are in the playoffs. Joe Burrow, <laughs> Kyler Murray. 
Dude, the Cardinals are, they lost to the Lions on Sunday. You think that guy's better? What? I mean, I understand the Chiefs offense ain't been playing sexy. How many points do you think they'd score against the Lions? At least 30. I mean, even if they were having a bad day, they'd at least get 30 on the Lions. They got what twelve against that Lions defense. This is how funny it is. Josh Allen's ahead. Josh Allen's ahead of Mahomes. Completion percentage: Mahomes sixty-five point six, or in Josh Allen sixty-five point two. Mahomes getting there. Mahomes yards four thousand fifty-two. Josh Allen three thousand seven hundred thirty-four. Average yards per completion: Mahomes seven point four. Josh Allen seven point one. Interceptions, Patrick Mahomes 13, Josh Allen 12. And again, we've seen Mahomes with the bounce-offs. Like, half these aren't even his fault. He gets credit for him, but he's one behind him. Again, like, there's no statistical category you can say Josh Allen is better than Mahomes. Not even wins now. Josh Allen's QBR 57.7, Mahomes 58.2. Again, clown show. (laughs) I think the most insulting part is, is Derek Carr right behind Mahomes. Oh, I know. Derek Carr, right behind the guy who scored. What did he score? Uh, what was it? 23 points in two games against the Chiefs defense, which I I'm, I know they're much better, but statistically, there's like still one of the worst defenses in the NFL throughout the entire season. And he scored 23 total points against that team. Yeah, get the hell out of here, bro. I mean, I mean, just look at the fact, you know, as, as we sit right now, you got Dallas right up there at the two seed. Chiefs beat him, beat him. And then all of a sudden, you know, Washington was the seventh seed last night because everybody's, well, you beat Washington. Well, Washington beat the Buccaneers, man. Washington football team beat the Buccaneers. And, the, you know, and the Chiefs beat Washington. Everyone, But the Chiefs schedule, everybody's good. Like, everybody's good going Except forward. Except for the Giants. I mean, yeah, but going forward, I mean, you got the Steelers. They're above 500. You've got, then you've got the Bengals, and the Bengals are above 500. And you got the Broncos at the end of the year. you got fighting teams instead. What do you take a timeout, Chris? We come back. Let's go to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin had some interesting things to say, especially Melvin Ingram. There's been some hot takes from Pittsburgh about Melvin Ingram. We'll dive into him next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 